a few things as God's giving me a little bit of direction to go to dinner. But before I do that, mm, I get, want to get ahead of myself. Welcome to the internet. And those that are on Facebook, we welcome the family of NCF. Thank you for being with us. Sometimes I get started with that and it seems like it, I get carried away and I forget to, to welcome those there. We welcome you all. Oh, everybody's so good to have you. Touch your neighbor says, it's good to be in church with you. Now tell them, says, you look better than last time. The identity, we've seen so many things. It's even coming across in the commercials. It's coming across in advertisements. Trying to push identity with this or that. Even schools, even states don't know which way to go with this. If we sign this bill, everybody's going to be upset with us. But I'm telling you right now, when God created you, he created man and woman, and we are unique and special Amen. in that regard we must understand who we are in Christ we sung a song uh, we cry holy 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 that come from Isaiah chapter 6 and the seraphim that was in heaven they were the ones around the throne and they had those wings and those wings would flutter and they would lift them up and they sung and they sung to one another they spoke to one another holy 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 who are they talking about the Lord Trinity, holy, holy, holy. They said what they seen and they seen what they said. Holy is the Lord in the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Thank God they seen who he was, separate, high and lifted up. Yes. Amen. We are a reflection of who Christ is. We are ambassadors in this life to show others, to point them. We are representative of who we see. We see Christ lifted up and he's highly sitting on the throne, having all authority. Aren't you glad for that? But we have so many people, their eyes are clouded. They can't see properly. They have religion. They have the belief system that everything is okay. I'm telling you, the word of God tells us that Christ came to bring us out of a hopeless situation to give us hope. Amen. That's what I see we need to promote is this is what Christ done for us. He didn't stay in the grave. He didn't just live here, but he showed us that there is a better way. Amen. Thank God for that. When they seen holy, 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 they seen a reflection and they were a reflection by what they spoke. We should be speaking life to others. This is what Christ has made us. We're Christians, Christ-like. Didn't we just read from John? I did. Where the glory of God came through Christ. Can I tell you the glory of God rests upon his church? Amen. Amen. Oh, thank you for those three. <laughs> the glory of God rests upon me. I don't like always feel like it, but God says, you are the glory of me. Yes. You are who I said you are. You are a child of God. And I need to look at and say what God says about me. You say, well, pastor, I'm not feeling it. My mental capacity just doesn't add up to it. You need to start speaking that this is what Christ made me. I'm an overcomer. Yes. 
Greater is he that's in me than he that is in my feelings. He that's in the world that tells me that I need to lean towards this. Thank God that he came to deliver us. Thank God he came to lift us up. Go to Acts chapter 9. We're going to stay in chapter 9 just for a little bit here. Verse 1. Sorry, Brother Nathan. I don't have a title for this, but we're just going to follow the Holy Spirit. Verse 1. To stay with me as we read. And verse 1 says, Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus so that if he found any who were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus and suddenly, say suddenly. suddenly. This was a moment that took place. Something just suddenly happened. See, God came upon our scene suddenly. God came and, and showed us suddenly that you need a better way. You need to turn around from where you're going and what you're doing. See, everybody seemed to think they're going in the right direction. Everybody's going to heaven, but suddenly something happened to Paul. It said suddenly a light, say a light, a light. shone around him from heaven. Touch your neighbor, says, the light came my way, and you may be seated. Stay with me as we read just a, a moment here. I want to encourage you this morning, because when you go to work tomorrow, I don't want you to go to work and say, it's the doldrums, I got to go to work. You need to identify yourself with Christ. You need to walk in there and say, I'm a representative of him. And everyone I'm coming by, God is with me. God is for me, not against me. And my identity isn't in my job because one day you're going to leave it. Amen. Thank God for that. Yes. <laughs> Some of you are smiling. You said, yes, I can't wait. Brother Ollie, you can't say anymore because <laughs> you've already laughed it. <laughs> it's a good deal, right? <laughs> but even after you're done with your job, you're not done with the identity in Christ. Amen. We still have uh, something we need to talk about. A light came to Paul. Paul, which was Saul at this time, was doing a religious act. He said, let me get these people of the way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. Aren't you glad for that? Yes. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And I'm in the way. I'm of the way. I'm following him. But he was there, and he said, suddenly a light shone about him. You remember the time when you gave your heart to God? You were sitting in maybe a church or and maybe sitting in your living room and maybe sitting someplace else and all of a sudden God came to you. It was like a light turned on. I didn't know I was going down the wrong path. I didn't know I was doing something that was so wrong. I was just following like everybody else. I was just going and doing what I thought was best by belief system. But all of a sudden the light shone. 
Thank God for the light. I was sitting and I knew what I was wanting to do when I was a young man. And then all of a sudden I was sitting in church in a back seat of a pew. And all of a sudden the light clicked on. I needed a savior. I needed Jesus. I'm going to a place I don't need to go. And he showed me a light. Thank God for that light. Thank God for the light. Thank God for the light. It turned on. And all of a sudden, Paul saw differently. Because he said this. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying, aren't you glad for the voice of God? Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And then he said, who are you, Lord? When God came to you, you're thinking, who are you? I don't know who you are. I've never been down this way before. My identity, my thought pattern, my belief system has been this way. I thought I was serving God. I thought I knew who he was. I thought I was okay. There's a lot of people walking like that. You know that? Just because they're good people, they think they're doing okay. Goodness doesn't get you to heaven. Amen. You can do all the good things you want to. But until you come to know the light, until you come to know Jesus, then you're not on your way to heaven. Amen. Can I be just as plain? Until you come to know Christ and make him the Lord of your life, you're not on your way to heaven. I know there's a lot of people that says, okay, if I just do these works, I'm okay. I know a lot of people doing good works, but I ain't going to save you. I ain't going to deliver you. And when you come to know Christ, Paul asked a question. He says, who are you? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goads or the pricks, those that are living the life that are doing what I said, doing what I told them to do. See, we're the same way. We're living the life of Christ because we're a reflection of who he is in a world that doesn't know who Christ is. They're going along thinking everything's okay. There's a lot of church folks sitting in church thinking they're okay, but they don't know Christ. Just because you come to church doesn't make you saved. Just because you come and put your name on a roll doesn't make you saved. Doesn't make you on your way to heaven. You got to know Christ personally. And until he changes your life, you're going to flow with what you feel, what you want to, your appetites of this flesh, appetites of your mind. You need to turn around. And that's what was happening with Paul, which at this time was Saul. He was doing his thing, thinking, I'm serving God. I'm going to get rid of these people. They're making a disturbance. But how many knows when God comes your way, he changes you? Amen. Then the Bible says in verse 6, so he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what do you want me to do? A question. All right, I come to this realization. I'm wrong. I'm living a life that is not pleasing in your sight. I'm living a life that is not pleasing in, in it's not pleasing your mom and dad. It's not pleasing uh, uh, mankind. It's looking to the Lord, the one said, what do you want me to do? That's the question we must ask. What do you want me to do? 
Not living in your own way, any way, shape, or form. Not living in a sinful life that you're going. Not living in a murderous way that Paul was. That's not what I want for you to do. Then the Lord said to him, arise. Aren't you glad that resurrection came? Amen. That's what this is pointing to. Amen. Now you're down and out. Now you've been humbled. And now you're crying out. And now you need to be lifted up. See, that's what resurrection does. It lifts you out of the dead state that you were in as a sinner, as a person living this life, not having any hope. Thank God for the hope that we have in Christ. Thank God that he came by my way. See, I didn't deserve him. That's where grace comes in. Grace came by Jesus Christ and all of a sudden he came by my way when I was sitting in a pew and he reached out his hand to me. He shook me a little bit. He says, I'm calling you home. I'm calling you to myself. I need you to come to me. Many people are sitting in church and Christ is coming to them and says, I need you to come. But they ignore him. Paul didn't ignore him. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? The light was shown. You know what light does? It does away the darkness. It exposes. The reason why we have politicians that don't want to be exposed. They don't want the, uh, Christianity to be coming in the forefront because if Christianity comes in, then they got to be exposed for what they're doing. Excuse me, we have a world around us that says, uh, you go ahead and live that away, but it says, I'm going to be over here. They're in darkness. The Bible says many people love darkness more than they love lights. Jesus is the light. He wants you to come to him. Thank God. We're living in, in a, a generation that they don't know who they are. They're confused. Have you seen it around, church? The reason why people don't know, and even some Christians don't know who they are in Christ. The reason why others can't point to, well, this one is a believer. This one is a Christian. You need to come to the place we identify who Christ is. We are a reflection of who he is. We are a light that is on this earth walking around. It says, arise and go into the city. And you will be told what you must do. One of the things that changes is you get around other Christians when you come to know Christ. I've done a, a series taking a break, and I was going to try to finish that up because we need a breakthrough. How many say is amen? Amen. We need a breakthrough in our lives and our hearts, but until we come to know who we are in Christ, we can't get a breakthrough. We got to realize that God has given us the authority. We need to shake ourselves. Wait a minute. I am the overcomer. I am the Christ-like person, which means Christian. I am the blood-bought. I am a child of God. I have the right to call on the name of Jesus Christ. And you know what the Bible says? When you ask anything in his name, it shall be done. That's who we are, church. We must understand who I am when I ask things in Christ's name. If I abide in him and he abides in me, ask what you will and it shall be done. Yeah. To me, people are not abiding in him, chasing after everything else. Then we see that a man later on in this chapter, his name was Ananias. The Bible says he was a disciple. It didn't say apostle, a disciple. What is a disciple? 
a follower. What does a disciple do? He follows. He's a student. He's a disciplined one. He's one that wants to follow after Jesus said, follow me. That's all he's asking. He didn't ask you to come out of your lifestyle. He said, just follow me. And then when you start following, you find out the identity that I had is not what I really need to be. I need to be like Jesus. I need to be like who he is. And Ananias got a vision. You need to go pray for Saul. Uh, notice what Ananias said. Wait a minute, Lord. Wait a minute. You want me to do what? Don't you know who this guy is? Don't you know what he did? Don't you know what he was living? How many's ever had the Lord ask you to go do something for somebody that you thought, oh, wait a minute. Hey, you don't want me to go around that person. How many's ever had the Lord tell you to do something? I've had the Lord tell me to do something. And I've sat there in the room. I told you about just lately, my VP, I got him cornered. He was coming out of his car. And I was going to lunch. He was coming in from lunch. So I pulled behind him so he couldn't get out. And God says, I want you to talk to him now. I says, now, Lord, now's the time. So I looked at him. Every time he sees me now, after I talk with him, he's kind of, he's looking at me a little bit different. I looked at him and I says, his name's Sean. I said, Sean, I'm praying for you. He says, I know you got a tough job. It's not easy because we're in a transition and we're in some areas that is not the easiest thing that's going on. He bowed his head a little bit and I said, I'm praying for you, Sean. He said, thank you. He tried to change the subject and I said, well, I got to go. He says, but I'm praying for you. So every time I walk by his door, he looks up like, here he comes. He's going to have another word for me. <laughs> See, that's what Christ sent us for. I didn't downplay him. I didn't put him in a box and say, okay, God can't touch you. Ananias was in that same quandary saying, this man, he may arrest me. Lord, do you know what he's doing? Lord, do you understand what you're asking me to go do? I could be killed. <laughs> I've called him. I've called him. There are people God wants you to touch and be around. And God wants you to say, I am the called of him. I am the ambassador of heaven. I need to speak what heaven is saying. See, I don't talk like earthly. I talk heavenly. When I pray, I pray heavenly. I pray his word. There's too many people praying like this earth is going to make heaven change. No, God says you change because I've changed you. He sent Ananias. And the Bible says that Ananias laid his hands on him and prayed for him. And the scales come off. See, he was blind and didn't know it. Literally chasing those people that was changing the world, that was turning the world upside down. There are people around you that are blind. There are people around in our community that are blind. They don't know they're lost. They don't know they're in a blind spot. They don't know that they need a savior. They don't understand. But God has placed us here that we may give them the word, that we may identify with Christ, that they may see the light. Amen. Scales fell off. Notice the difference in Paul as the word of God said. It says that after the scales fell off in verse 18, immediately there fell off from his eyes something like scales and received his sight at once. 
And he arose and was baptized. Now that's something different. He wouldn't have no part of it before. There's people that don't want to have no part of this. He says, you're awful emotional. You're awful off. You're kind of off your rocker. You really mean what you're saying and you want to live it. Notice what happened. He said he was baptized. So when he had received food, he was strengthened. Then Paul spent some of the days with the disciples of Damascus. Something took place. His eyes started seeing differently. Before, he was going after them. Now he's part of them. I can't wait to see who comes into church. You know, there's so many people who says, well, they have been on the other side of the road. They have got this and they've done that. You know what? That's who Christ wants. Christ came to seek and save those that are lost. Amen. Ananias, at first he said, okay, I'm just, okay, Lord, I don't know what, if I'm going to die, I guess it's a better time to die now. Not realizing that Paul was going to be the one that's going to change the world in so many ways. He wrote almost a whole New Testament. God had a purpose for Paul which was Saul then, but eventually changed his name as he was changed. Scales come off. Until the scales come off, you don't see differently. You see cloudy. You see in a way of darkness. You have to have somebody lead you around. That's what's happening in our world. Let's change the name of this because you feel like you're like this now. No, we know who we are in Christ. They're trying to identify with something that is not really who they are. God wants to take you out of where you're at, to take you in the light, to let the scales come off that you may see white. So you may see who he is. The Bible says that his perspective had changed. His perspective of what things going. He said immediately. The Bible says he preached Christ. Notice the difference. He was against Christ. Now he's preaching him. (laughs) You remember when you got saved? Remember you started telling everybody, says, look what the Lord has done. He's healed my body. He touched my mind. He saved me just in time. There's a lot of people didn't want to hear it, but they observe it. They watch you. He preached Christ. Went into the synagogues, preaching Christ. Went through Damascus, preaching Christ. Hung around the disciples, something different. When I was younger, before I gave my heart to God, I did not want to hang around church folk. I didn't want to be around those type of folks. (laughs) I wanted to do my own thing. How many remember that? I've got plans. I've got Pleasures I want to fulfill. I've got some parties I want to go to. I've got some people I want to hang around. And all of a sudden, things changed. The people I didn't want to hang around, I want to hang around them. This is what happened with Paul. He didn't want to be around those folks before. He wanted to bind them up, cast them into prison, kill them if we have to. Let's get rid of them. They're no good for the world. No good for our religious sect. But all of a sudden, now he becomes one of them. Aren't you glad our identity isn't in the world, but it's in Christ? Because notice what he started saying. He started preaching Christ. His identity changed. I'm no longer a Pharisee, but now I am a Christian. I'm no longer 
one chasing after those, but now I'm part of them. Thank God for the change. Amen. Suddenly, there's people heading in the wrong direction, don't even know it. And God has sent us, don't be like Ananias and keep constantly questioning, say, okay, Lord, I'm going. Go into the workplace, go into the places of business, go into schools, go to wherever we can to tell about who Christ is. A change came about him. I don't know if he sung this song. It says, I'm a new creation. I'm a brand new man. Old things have passed away. I've been born again. More than a conqueror. That's who I am. I'm a new creation. I'm a brand new man. Something else took place when Ananias prayed for the Apostle Paul. He not only received his sight, not only found the right way, but Ananias prayed for him to receive the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. If ever a time we need the Spirit of God, it's today. If ever a time we need the presence of the Lord, it's today. Something changed in Paul. He now spiritually was awakened. He wasn't going with his own mind, his own intellect, and his own ways of thinking. He's now going a different direction. There are a lot of people going the direction of their intellect and what they feel and what they think instead of going by what Jesus wants you to. They think they're saved. They think they're okay. But when Jesus changes you, you go a different direction. Aren't you glad that God changed you? Aren't you glad God wants to take you to a different place? Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. See, God has released us. Our identity is no longer in what we used to be, but it's who we are now. Saul's preaching now. They wanted to come after him. Want to kill him. Wait a minute. This guy was doing our bidding. And now, there may be a lot of people who don't want to be around you. How many of you ever felt that sometimes being a Christian? You feel like it's a lonely road. <laughs> you ever feel that way? But it's not really. Because now you have all heaven back in you. You have all heaven with you. Thank God that he came by my way in the right time. Until you yield, until you give your heart fully to God, you'll never know the joy that God wants to have for you. Until you let go of some things and let God be God in your life. See, when I give my heart to God, it changed me totally. As a matter of fact, when I was a young man, I used to go in and where the elders sit, I'd sit next to them. Before I thought, those gray-haired guys, I don't want to be around them. <laughs> I see them up there, they're doing some things. That is not like me. I'm not doing that. Next thing you know, I'm first one, Johnny on the spot. I'm right there, right next to him. And when they start talking about you know what they want to talk about? The Lord. Yes. I started watching them. They would come in church and all of a sudden they would see each other and they would grab each other. Oh, it's so good to see you. I says, wait a minute. This is different. 
It was like a party because they've seen each other. It's like homecoming. It's like a reunion. Oh, I hadn't seen you. And it's just been just a few days. It was so good to be connected. And that was what's happening with Paul. Something changed in him. He started preaching about Christ. He started hanging around those people called disciples. He started becoming a disciple. He changed. Light was turned on. The scales were coming off. And until you come to know who Christ is, you won't know what we know. But when you know who we know, then you want to be like we are. We want to be like him. That's the reason why the angels, the seraphim could say, he's holy, he's holy, he's holy. They can only reflect what they saw. Can I tell you, I can only tell you what I know. And I know him. And I am crucified with him. It's no longer I, but he that lives in me. Christ, the hope of glory. Christ in me. That's who I am. Glory to God. We must understand that, especially in the day and age we're living in. Now's not the time to cower under what everybody says, trying to conform what everybody wants us to conform, but we need to go and influence the world. Yes. There's times when I've done pastor conferences. I've done one called Influence. And we need to start influencing in a different level. Influencing who Christ is in us. The hope of glory. Identify who he is. Now, pastor, how do you get to know who he is? Saul done something. He started hanging around the right bunch. Started hanging around the right folk. If you hang around other people, they'll influence you. But it ain't always a good way. As a believer, as a Christian, you start hanging around Christians, you know what? You're going to be like they are. And if they are who they say they are, they're going to be like Christ. Paul started hanging around the right folk. He started hanging around the right people. And then he started talking like them. He preached Christ. He preached Jesus. This is who I came to know. The light was turned on. He's no longer in darkness, not longer going after his own path, but now following after Christ. What if the sun says, I'm not going to be the sun no more. I don't want to identify with the sun and just shuts its light off. What would happen to us? We'd freeze. What if the moon says, I'm not going to reflect the sun no more. I'm not going to give you the night light. What would happen? You wouldn't see the things. What if the star says, I'm not going to shine no more? You wouldn't see the stars. It would be all darkness. What if the earth says, I'm not going to move on my axis anymore and not rotate? See, they can't change their identity. They know who they are and they must follow into it. Us as believers, we know our identity. Let's follow Christ. The way we become more like Christ is getting his word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When we know who he is, then we follow who he is and we do what he says. Amen. In other words, we become Christians. That's the reason why they called them that. Three times in the word of God, you see where they called them Christians. Other than that, they call them the people of the way. They're of the way. See, they didn't go by feelings. Didn't go because they were being persecuted. They went because they were sent. Jesus said, you're a witness, and you shall be a witness unto me. Unto Jerusalem? Where? Samaria? Yeah. And unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Yeah. 
Thank God the sun still shines. Wasn't it beautiful yesterday? It was a little cool in the morning. Had my jacket on. By the time I got done in the afternoon, I had it off. I had a short sleeve shirt on. It was nice. I was out doing what I wanted to do, and I was enjoying it. I come in. I was tuckered, tired. I thought, hmm, I've been. But if the sun hadn't shined, I wouldn't be able to have that. We would be freezing, trying to keep warm. See, even the universe, universe knows its place. God says, I created you in my image, male and female. But the world's trying to change it. See, that's anti-Christ. That's anti-God. Let's right. just be plain about it. That's the spirit of antichrist. Let's change everybody because you feel like this. You can go ahead and do what you want to. No, you still need to operate certain ways. Ladies, you're still ladies. Men, you're still men. Aren't you glad for that? Amen. Let me hear the amen from the ladies. Amen. Let me hear an amen from the men. Amen. See, difference in voices, you can tell. They're deeper for the guys, higher for the ladies. But they bring harmony in the things of God. Saul was going down the wrong path. Let me get down to nitty gritty. Maybe you have been going down the wrong path. Maybe you've been going down the wrong way. See, this is not only your own, your own strength. Paul was doing his own thing. And maybe you've been trying it in your own way. But it doesn't work that way. Without God, you have nothing. Without him, you can be nothing. But with him, you can be all things. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. I can be a believer, but you've got to settle your whole life down. You've got to bury it and say, I can no longer be like I used to be. I need to be a new person. I need to have new beginnings. I need to have a new life. I need to start things right, put things in priority where it need to be. God first, God first. And then all these things will come in line. We're having too many people chasing things. Instead of laying treasures in heaven, they're chasing treasures on earth. It's so sad because when you get to heaven, you may not have nothing. If all you're putting your money is in a house and a car and this flesh, when you stand before Christ, here, God, this is what I've done in my life. But Paul became a reflection of who Jesus was. He started doing what the Lord wanted him to do. That's what we're called for, church. There's a lost and dying world out there right now that needs to know there is a way out of the mess that they're in. We know the way. We know the truth. And we know the life. His name is Jesus. There is no other way. There is no other truth. And there is no other life, only through him. If you don't know Christ as your personal Savior, if you've never surrendered fully, only partially, you only get partial results, and you wonder why you're miserable. Have you ever seen somebody that's miserable? I've even some have some that claims to be Christians. They're miserable. You get around them, and they, they look like they've been sucking on lemons. They don't smile at you. They don't act like they have no joy, act like they don't have no peace. 
I know life gives you frustrations. Don't get me wrong. But on the same token, I know who to go to. Amen. I know who to trust in. Now is the time we become who Christ wants us to be. Talk with a, a good brother of mine. He's leaving the company I'm work at. He's a Christian. Good Christian. Good brother. He had moved up the ranks. And I talked to him not too long ago. He says, I need more. I'm not doing what I need, I'm supposed to do. This not too long ago, another week ago, he turned his resignation in. I said, what are you going to do? He says, I'm working for a Christian company, something I wanted to do for all this time. I says, you're leaving this? He goes, this has no satisfaction in it. But doing what God wants me to do? Now, I'm not saying for you to leave your job. I'm not saying for you to turn your resignation in. But if you live your life in that place of business where you're at and show a light there, it can turn somebody away from what they're going. Just like the apostle Paul heading the wrong direction, doing things that he thought was right, but he was blinded. Then God had to blind him, but then he opened his eyes. Can you imagine how he talked after that took place? We can see. He was baptized. Received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the Bible says. Because he said later on in his writings, he said, I speak in tongues more than y'all. He says, I wish y'all to speak in tongues. I wish y'all desired more of God. I wish y'all to have what I've got. That's what he desired. That's my desire. Is I want you to have what I've got. I want you to have what, and that's what we should be with others. Look what the Lord has done. Walk into work saying, look what the Lord has done for me. I used to be this way, but now look at me. I've got something that carries me through. Paul changed. Started talking, acting, praying differently. He was turned around. If you don't know Christ this morning, fully knowing him, fully letting go and letting God. Say, let go, let go. and let God. One more time. So let go, let go. and let God. let go. That's what we need to do, church. I've never found God to do me wrong. I've never found him to do me any harm. He's challenged my faith. He's challenged me at times like he did Ananias. But when I became obedient, look what took place. You never know the ones that you've been working with are the ones God may place you with. There's times I says, Lord, why do you got me where I'm doing that work? And God says, I got you on assignment. Can it go a little faster? <laughs> I says, come on, do something. But sometimes God's doing the work behind the scenes. And it will be us to understand. Stand to your feet, if you would, please, all of the building. Verse 31 of this chapter said this. Say, I'm the church. It's not the building. We can meet in Timbuktu and still be the church. But it says, then the churches throughout all Judea 
Galilee and Samaria had peace and were edified and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, they were multiplied. God wants us to walk as the church, an overcoming church, not on life support, not a one just saying, whoa, I'm just passing by. No, God wants us to live in a place with peace where we can be edified, where we can be lifted up and walking in the fear of the Lord. Everywhere you went through Acts, you see that the fear of the Lord was the defining factor of everything they'd done. They feared that they respected the Lord enough to do what he said to do. And he said, and in comfort of the Holy Spirit. How many knows he's a comforter? He comforts you. He comes alongside of you. And he says, they were multiplied. It didn't say added to. It said multiplied. I like that multiplication because it takes you further quickly. Quickly. Thank God that he wants to multiply this place. He wants to multiply in your life. He wants to touch your life to be what he called you to be. Don't linger on the outskirts because you say, I don't understand. Get your Bible out. Get around other godly people. Saul did it. That's how he learned. That's how he is. <laughs> Something that I noticed that is being lost in our society is that tribal knowledge is not being passed on in many aspects of life. And where I work at, if you, we don't pass it on by individuality, you can put it in paperwork, but sometimes people don't grab a hold of it. You need those individuals to pass it on. Christianity is no different. Until you get around godly people, you won't know how to act like a godly person. We need men to be godly men. Not just good men. We need them to be godly. It's one thing to be good, but it's another thing to be godly. We need godly women. And we need women to be around other godly women to know how to be. Can I get an amen on that? We need God to come in on our scene. But until we get connected, until we get together, then we can't encourage one another. Jesus called us for that purpose, to encourage one another. God, use me. Let me be like you want me to be. Let me be around the right influence, the right word. You want to be godly? Get in God's word. Get in God's word. Set down some other things. Take some time to get alone with God. I have found in the last little while, I have to get up a little bit earlier because Martha looks at me when she's getting ready to leave. And she goes, you know, you could stay in bed. Yeah, I says, yeah, but I want to get closer to God. And I get her devotionals out. I get my word out. And I get on praying my prayer bones and I get alone with God. I said, God, I want to be like you. I want to be like you. And I open his word. Then I talk with him and he helps me. That's what he wanted to do for you today. One thing, I don't want to go back to my old life. I don't want to be like I used to be. That was miserable. I had no joy. I had no peace. There are people trying to find it in a bottle and drugs and all kinds of schemes and themes and everything else. And they're not satisfied. 
They travel from city to city just trying to find an identity. And Christ says, let me become your identity. Bow your heads, if you would, please, hold the building. If you've not fully surrendered, fully given your life to God, God's calling you home. God's calling you to him. God wants you to come and surrender to him. Allow him to be God in your life. Allow him to be who you need. He brings peace. He brings joy. He brings love. He brings everything that we, many people are looking for. If you've not surrendered fully, I'm giving you an invitation. Come, come. Kneel down at this altar and say, God, I'm yours. I'm yours. Doesn't mean you're a bad person. It just means that you've not fully surrendered. Come right now. Make your way up here. Let him come in. There's been a change in me. A change. 